0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important
1: issues. Enemies within the church, are there some pastors, even in the Southern Baptist Convention, who are promoting a homosexual theology? This would be shocking, except that Pastor Kerry Gordon has produced a movie that exposes all of them and America. On this show, we like to do three things: we report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a interview with a new friend who has been fighting the same culture battles that we are for the spirit of God, the kingdom of God, the integrity of the Bible, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the show, Pastor Kerry Gordon, the executive producer of a new movie, Enemies Within the Church, dot com is his website. You can get the movie there. Pastor Cory. Uh, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you very much, it's great to be here with you.
1: Thank you, uh, so uh, describe your church, your affiliation, and how'd you, get, how'd you get into movie making?
2: Well, I'm a third generation minister. My grandfather preached the gospel for about 70 years. My dad was a pastor for about 50 years until he retired. And this is my 28th year of pastoring in the same church in Sioux City, Iowa. And, uh, you know, we have an existential threat happening against our freedom and our faith in the United States. There's a huge, massive movement that is Marxist-based, that is affecting how we view our Constitution, whether or not our lawmakers and our courts have any regard at all for the First Amendment. So our, our collective religious liberty as American people is being threatened by the hour, And really, that is why I'm involved directly with the political arena as a minister, uh, because I realize that if we don't get more involved in the political sphere, the political sphere is very getting involved with us, and they're interfering. All these people that say separation of church and state, uh, they have no interest in keeping the state out of our business. The state wants to get right in the middle of our church, tell us what we can preach, what we can say, what we can't say. And so... um, I'm involved as a minister. I know it's a little bit different than uh, what your uh, typical pastor does. But I think when people see our movie, which is now available at enemieswithinthechurch.com, when you see the movie, you're going to understand that we really have a high-stakes issue here. Satan, the spirit of antichrist, the spirit of lawlessness, is attacking uh, the voice of the church at its throat and uh, we expose that in our film and we give an action plan at the end and i hope that everyone will go and see the movie because it'll really help you and equip you with the kinds of tools that you need to win this culture war
1: we're going to show a clip of the movie now set this up for us
2: well i believe what you're going to show is what we call our cold open it's a very quick summary of uh what the film deals with and it You know, uh, a picture's worth a thousand words, a video is worth (laughs) 10,000. So um, I think think that it's a very good, quick visual summary of what the film deals with.
1: Let's roll this clip and then we'll show how you can get the DVD of Enemies Within the Church.
2: What happened to the church?
0: To the living, powerful, transformative, nation-shaking Christianity? What they're trying to do completely demolish Western civilization, and then to rebuild it in a just society. How do you break down American Christianity?
2: I think the problem today in our culture is many of our words have been co-opted and stolen and dumbed down and reversed social justice is sold as something that it isn't critical race
1: theory is sold as something that it isn't
3: whiteness has caused blindness of heart whiteness has caused blindness of heart
2: when you preach victimization it always leads to vengeance and vice us against them me against you i want my pound of flesh american churches today
1: are where the universities were 10 years ago. Pretty heavily Marxist, they're not quite there yet, but they're well on the way. Many of the seminaries and Bible colleges are definitely already there.
0: That message that they're going out and taking the world is not you need to repent of your sin, receive Christ. Instead, the message that you actually have is they are under the weight of racism or sexism or homophobia and then we need to unify them together.
1: I'm gay, I'm 29, I'm a youth pastor in New Jersey. I'm straight and I'm also a youth pastor in New Jersey. We're planning on sharing life together for the rest of our lives, which we're not totally sure what that looks like. Obviously, Nick is straight and he does plan on getting married. Uh, When he has a wife one day, she'll make those decisions with us. The future damage of what we're doing now is just going to be enormous.
3: The entire fabric of family, personal wealth, private property,
0: all those things are out the door. And everything is the state. They believe the state is God. They don't define justice the same way as the scriptures. Oh no, it's going to be an equality all right.
1: And it's going to be a totalitarian Marxist justice. Welcome back. Pastor Kerry Gordon is the executive producer and you also did the voiceover. And uh, why did you make this movie? And, and explain what we just saw.
2: Well, I'm the narrator of the film. I'm uh, Judd calls me the, the face of the movie. So I'm the guy that traveled all over the United States for three and a half years interviewing, I think some of the smartest, wisest people in the world about the issues that we're facing. You, know, you saw on the clip, um, some references to the sort of medical fascism that we've been dealing with since COVID hit the United States and uh, how that type of medical fascism is being used to upend the First Amendment of the Constitution and um, the idea that there's a great reset going on. Um, I think the fastest way to summarize this is if I was a Chinese communist and I wanted to see the West Um, come down, so to speak. I want to end the evil of capitalism. If I wanted to uh, achieve all of that without having to get into a military war, I think um, I would probably launch a biological war. I would follow that up with a psychological war. And then if I could convert the American people in the West to thinking just like me, I wouldn't have to fight a military war. I think that's exactly what's going on in summary with everything that we're seeing. Uh, The American people are embracing socialism. The American people are embracing Marxism. And when I say the American people, I include the church. There's a huge surge of Marxist-based, fake, or, or I should say counterfeit Christianity. It's permeating all of our Bible schools, all of our seminaries. The next generation of pastors that are being churned out all over the United States overwhelmingly believe on some level that Jesus approves of socialism. And I don't think I have to explain probably to your audience how dangerous that is. If we don't directly confront that, uh, there will come a time in the United States when you won't be able to recognize Christianity anymore.
1: Let's take a short break. When we come back, Pastor Kerry Gordon will explain how this is happening within the Southern Baptist Convention itself.
3: This is
0: PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back.
3: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Retailers and shopping channels have canceled myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. To thank you all this Christmas, we wanna pass the savings directly onto you. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, mattresses, towels, and so much more. These are the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. This Christmas, I wanna offer a message of faith and hope. By the time you're done reading my book, you will believe that with God, all things are possible. For a limited time, you can get my book and your choice of one of these seven amazing My Pillows. This bundle is regularly $59.95, now just $9.98 with your promo code. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, my slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four layer design. The first layer is my pillows patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort and layer three, is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime.
1: Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new my slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your my slippers order. You can enjoy my slippers anytime, anywhere.
3: What I love most about my slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own.
0: Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Pastor Kerry Gordon, who has been a pastor for 28 years, and now he's made a movie. It's taken him three and a half years of great interviews to produce Enemies Within the Church, is the website, and you can get the DVD right now. How are these things selling? I hear they're flying off the shelves.
2: Uh, We're really surprised. The movie has been viewed by thousands and thousands of people. At this point, we really believe we're on trajectory to have five million people see the film within the next year. Wow! Uh, So we're very excited about that because we get an opportunity to preach uh, the, the true gospel of the Bible accurately in front of many, many people and contrast that with the social justice gospel, which is a pure counterfeit of the gospel, and to explain an entire glossary of terms to a lot of wonderful, godly people that live their lives as it should be on some level, sort of in this bubble of, of relationship with the Lord Jesus. We go to church every week, we sing praise songs, we just love the Bible, we love each other, and we carry on our Christian lives, but sometimes that bubble needs to be temporarily popped so that we can see that outside of that realm of the church structure that the Lord has built, uh, there is a lot of a mess. There's a lot of trouble, there are threats. And there there are two um, kinds of
1: Christians in America. I wanna suggest pastor that more than 70%, let's say 75% of Americans self identify as Christian. They are followers of Jesus Christ. But a recent poll also said that now, since Obergefell and the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage for example 70% of Americans approve of homosexual marriage so uh, is there like let's say 30% on the left who don't believe that 30% on the on on uh, on the right who do believe that but there's this 40% in the middle who are both christian and pro gay are you seeing that in your studies
2: yes in fact um you can easily see, I think Barner Research is one of the best. They're, they're coming out with polling all the time that just simply shows this. I, I would say 95% of professing Christians that attend church every week simply do not have a biblical worldview. And what that means is objective truth based on the absolutes of God's law, summarized quickly in the Ten Commandments, have really no bearing on how people look at the world. And that's extremely dangerous because once you remove God's law from determining the difference between right and wrong, everything becomes subjective, everything becomes relativistic, and then anything goes. And so everything becomes feelings-based. Love wins. That's the slogan. And there's an overemphasis of love uh, out of the Gospels in most of our pulpits because we have a really a feel-good message, and we want people to feel good, right? So we leave out all the parts of the Bible that maybe would disturb people, that would cause conviction, that cause people to think, hey, I I shouldn't sin or I should repent of my sins. And um, we are reaping the fruits of leaving out a lot of things in the gospel that need to be preached.
1: I'm with you. Is this just impacting uh, liberal churches or even conservative denominations like the Southern Baptist Convention, are they being impacted by this? And, and what is your take on that?
2: Absolutely. In fact, you know, if you go back to the 1960s, um, some folks are old enough to remember when denominations like the Episcopal Church and the Congregationalist Church and, um, began to slip. And the battlefront at that time, the 1960s, in the body of Christ, particularly in the Southern Baptist Convention at that time, there was a huge battle over the question of the inerrancy of Scripture. And what happened was there was a conservative resurgency in the Southern Baptist Convention, but there was a strong inclination to become uh, liberal and to move into progressive theology, progressive Christianity, which is simply um, heretical. It's not, not true Christianity. Yeah, and if you don't believe the Bible,
1: you're just making it up. Go ahead.
2: Right, exactly. So. Uh, the inerrancy of Scripture—that was a huge battle in the 1960s. Well, what we're seeing now is the fruit of people who didn't believe in the inerrancy of Scripture in the 1960s. The fruit that they've produced is a hard leftism that is now infiltrating everything, every seminary, every every college. Especially uh, on the tip of the spear right now, the Southern Baptist Convention is imploding. There's a massive division in that denomination now. From an objective political standpoint, I should say I'm not Southern Baptist, so why should I care about the Southern Baptist Church? Well, I care because they're, they're a huge voting block and they have a tremendous amount of what has been positive influence in American politics. But if they start to adopt leftism, leftist theology, leftist ideology, feminism, and Marxism, and all of this kind of thing, they're going to become an enemy of conservative principles that are based in Scripture. And uh, our country is sliding to the left in every sphere. And not
1: just that, but the Methodist Church has recently struggled with whether or not to ordain gay pastors or or bless, as if God would ever bless a homosexual union. Right. Uh, and, and some of them parse this. They say, "Oh no, we're just doing the civil unions now. We're not doing real marriage." Well, well, there's they're winking at sin. That's the point. Uh, and you've exposed this. Uh, who was? maybe the most articulate uh, advocate that would agree with us on this issue that you featured in the movie?
2: Well, um, one of the professors that we interviewed in our movie is a former homosexual himself. And uh, he, he lived in the homosexual lifestyle. His mother was a lesbian. So since the time he was this little boy, he grew up in the homosexual lifestyle, totally confused, totally abused, and then later in life, I think in his late 20s, maybe early 30s, he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, and his life was completely changed. And through a lot of prayer and and hard work, he turned his uh, back on that lifestyle, became a dedicated Christian. Praise God! He got married. He had children. And his name is uh, Professor Robert Lopez, and he was uh, an actual professor at one of the prominent seminaries of the Southern Baptist uh, denomination. And at one point, they told him not to share his testimony anymore because Dr. Lopez, is part of his testimony is you're not born gay. Uh, I was born again, is what Dr. Lopez would say. And I got free from this. And it's not right to go tell young people, you're born this way. You'll probably commit suicide if you try to change. And uh, Dr. Lopez was told not to tell his testimony anymore because the seminary made a decision that they were going to take the position of leftist sexual orientation essentially saying from a biblical standpoint they think people are born gay and so yeah. dr lopez got in a war over this he ended up getting fired that's a story that's in our movie and people need to hear about this that um Even there is in a, a conservative of denomination
1: i mean we sort of expect that from the harvards and 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 the the ivy league seminaries which which promote islam and and Uh, homosexuality, they they hate Christianity in the liberal seminaries, but a conservative seminary, you would never expect this, and now it is at the gates, the enemy within the church. Let's take a short break, when we come back, I'll ask Pastor Kerry Gordon about the true gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr.
1: Chaps will be right back. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, There is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law. Now it's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't wanna participate in gay weddings, and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress sign up today. You know, I've been doing a lot of praying and for years I've been teaching about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, what really happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two? Why did the disciples receive the power from God to do Christian ministry? And how can you experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit for your own power ministry? This is a five part teaching newly available. We just put this out. Part one is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how to receive the power of God in your life. Then we go into part two, the gifts, the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. Part three is every instance we could find of speaking in tongues throughout church history. It's not an old gift, it's for you today. And also we have interviews with Charles Johnson and Lana Heightley. I wanna encourage you to get this product when you visit our our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org available for a suggested donation of $30. Or you can call us at 866-ObeyGod. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. This is a topic that uh, in the last century was responsible for up to 800 million Christians around the world experiencing the gift of tongues in their own private prayer life. How can you have powerful intercession in your prayer life with God? This will energize you as a Christian and it's all Bible-based. This is real step-by-step instruction through the scriptures. We want you to have the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Before you even uh, begin to experience that, it might be important if you learn what the Bible says about that gift. Again, yours today for a do- suggested donation of $30. Get this product today at PrayInJesusName.org. Operators standing by at 866 God. defending your
0: religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, exposing the enemies within the church. EnemiesWithinTheChurch.com is the website and the title of the movie. Pastor Kerry Gordon is the executive producer, the narrator, uh, did all the interviews, collected this data, and now DVDs are flying off the shelves. You can get your own copy for Christmas. Give it to your pastor. Visit EnemiesWithinTheChurch.com. Uh, Pastor, I wanna ask, we we asked if there was anybody who agreed with us, who were some enemies that you exposed and maybe they disagree with us on this?
2: Well, one of the saddest things in the movie for me personally, this is a man that I met, we went and had barbecue together one time many years ago and that's Dr. Al Mohler. Dr. Al Mohler has published exceptionally solid um, teachings about the Bible in just about every subject that you can imagine over the past 30 years. And I've cited him in my sermons, I looked up to him, I thought very highly of him. But he actually, a few years ago, stood up in front of the public and repented for having previously held a biblical position on homosexuality. And that was a devastating disappointment to us because it misleads tens of thousands of people into error and so, unfortunately, we just had to show the clip of him repenting for having previously held a biblical position on human sexuality concerning specifically the issue of marriage and gay marriage. And uh, wow. so that had to be featured in the film because, um, unfortunately, we, we have seen a, a trajectory with him. He is platforming woke gospelers, people who are uh, promoting critical race theory and really deviant teachings that are not biblical at all. And he is promoting those kinds of people in the university and seminary, giving them teaching positions, and um, actually helping the church move to the left.
1: I'm shocked. Uh, Here has been a leader in his denomination, in in, in seminaries, in in academia. He's been highly quoted and cited. uh, And now he's slipped off the cracker to the left. Uh, We have just three minutes left, Pastor. I wanna give you a chance to tell us what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? And what would Jesus do for someone like me who is the greatest of sinners?
2: Well, the preeminent message of the gospel that people need to hear, according to the Apostle Paul in Acts 17, he said the entire world must repent. And for what? For our sins. We've committed sins. We're in terrible danger. We have a Messiah King who's going to return. And when he returns, he's going to deal with anyone who's refused to repent. So the gospel is a gospel of repentance. And uh, the interesting thing is the true gospel of the Bible tells you and me that we are the villains of history because our sins put the son of god the perfect son of god on the cross of calvary in some cosmic way when we've committed sins and broken god's law and violated the ten commandments we took a hammer in our hand and nailed the spikes through the wrists and feet of the lord jesus christ our sins contributed to placing the crown of thorns on his head and punishing him when he had done no wrong, ripping his beard out and whipping him with a cat of nine tails. So the real gospel tells humanity, you've done wrong. You've offended God. You've broken the law of God and your sins contributed to the murder of his son. So we are taught in the real gospel that we're the villains of history. And the greatest victim who has ever lived was the Lord Jesus Christ. In direct contrast to that, this social justice gospel that's spreading like wildfire like cancer all over the body of christ even internationally is teaching people that they are the greatest victims and the whole world needs to apologize and repent to them even worse no matter how many times you apologize and repent to this new class of victims everyone's a victim Uh, you'll never get forgiveness you just have to keep infinitely apologizing and repenting. Your skin's the wrong color. If you're a white person, you have to always ask for forgiveness, not because you did anything, but because people with the same color skin 100 years ago did something bad. And so there couldn't be a more terrible thing than to pervert the gospel and tell people you're the victim. Everyone should apologize to you when the true gospel is Jesus is the victim and you need to repent to God for what you did.
1: Pastor, we have just a minute left, but somebody out there is, is—is their light bulb's going on based on what you just said. Would you lead them in a word of prayer?
2: Absolutely. If, if you've never committed your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, let's pray right now. You pray this with me, Father God, I repent for the sins that I've committed. I know that we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of your glory. I'm so sorry that my sins contributed to the necessity of Jesus dying on the cross. Please forgive me of my sins and I need your grace. Give me your grace to enable me to obey you and to live right and to follow the teachings of the Bible. I ask that you help me to understand the Bible. I pray Lord that you would give me a strong church and a good pastor. And I thank you that you hear me when I pray. I thank you for forgiveness and I pray it in Jesus name, amen.
1: Amen, if you just prayed with that man, What Jesus did on the cross actually, ironically, forgives your sins because he paid the price and his shed blood now is your substitution. You don't have to be punished. You can go to heaven because of what Jesus did to forgive your sins. Enemieswithinthechurch.com is his website. Get the movie now. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. Please donate when you visit. If you just prayed with us, call us right now at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time.